everybody and welcome back to the Stage Ready Podcast. It's Tina Sparks. Uh, It's been a little while since I've been on here, so I thought I would just jump on because I am back in the seat of judging and I've been working with Lee Waters. Uh, She's a psychologist, a researcher, a speaker, an author, and her strength for kids and teens cards are amazing. I use them with my own children. I have two boys. Uh, They are six and seven, soon to be eight in September. And I also use them with my students at the studio. And this week I've been looking at one of the Transcendence cards and that's on humor. And she's got on there, it's liking to laugh and bringing smiles to other people and seeing the light side and making jokes, not necessarily telling them. And although I've definitely not been the one that's known for making jokes, um, normally people are laughing at me, not with me. I don't get a lot of jokes and they have to look at me with that look and then break down the joke and then the joke's already lost and they already know, okay, we're gonna have to tell Tina the joke a different way. But this week I really wanted to work on this strength and seeing the lighter side of things. I've been judging for over 10 years now and I enjoy it. It is uh, something that is very special to me. It's an honor and I take it very seriously. And this judging session was my first time doing voice critiques. So I was a little bit apprehensive going into it. I did practice with uh, even my students that are going through some teacher training and we're doing some adjudication training with them as well during this course. And we spent some time on practicing on what to do or how to constructively say things. But that still doesn't prepare you for when you're actually in the seat in the moment and doing it. I am a judge that does love a scribe after this experience i don't know if i'm totally sold on it i can see the benefits definitely from the organizers uh, perspective and in certain ways right then and there for the dancer and the teacher to be hearing the music and knowing exactly what we're talking about but most of the time um, a dancer or a teacher is really clued on to what's happening anyway and will know if they're reading a critique that's actually handwritten, they'll know where that is in the routine. And I did have some systems like other judges have that I would use um, a timer. So as soon as the routine started, I would press start on the timer and I would be able to specifically say at a minute 30, here, watch these lines or in the group here if something was happening. So I'm going to share with with you some of the things that happened uh, during the week. So I think it was going well halfway through and maybe I got a little bit relaxed. And instead of saying, welcome to the stage, I would then say, welcome to the studio. Um, My name is Dance. And I would leave it for a little bit and then realize um, what I had said. And I think I'd go back and say, I think I said my name was Dance. It's Tina Sparks and move right along. And um, I guess too, knowing how loud to speak because you don't get the opportunity to hear back um, until the end of the first day. We got to hear, oh, I can actually speak a little bit softer or everything I'm saying actually isn't being drowned out by the music, whereas I was sitting right next to the music. So I couldn't even really hear myself talk 
Um, so sometimes maybe I mumbled some words and I may have even made up some words that I didn't know I was capable of making up. <laughs> so I did say at the end of the competition, please forgive me for the voice critiques, but I think overall um, they all knew where I was going with everything. But new experiences are important to do and they are important for you to push yourself to go through uh, situations that are uncomfortable to see how you go under pressure and then how you're going to grow if you want to continue down the path that you're going um, and how that situation is really going to empower you if you can learn from your mistakes and I think seeing the humor and the light side in life being able to laugh at yourself not take yourself so seriously uh, I think that really does play a huge part in your growth so I hope this week that you are thinking about your humor as well. If you are somebody that loves to make people laugh and that is quite natural to you, then I think this experience of maybe my judging for the first time definitely um, would have been handled a different way. I think you'd be able to laugh while talking on the microphone or have that joke while talking with the audience and everybody knows where you're coming from. But if you do have a more serious persona or you are less on the humor side, then, and you're not vulnerable and with talking with the audience and telling them about your mistakes and what's happened and seeing the lighter side of things, then you can get stressed out. So I think we need to all chill out a little bit. And as long as we're doing the best that we can and wanting to grow, I think we're going to get there and you're going to really start enjoying your life because you can have enjoyment even when you are going through troubles. And that's the most important thing to remember. Sometimes even as dance teachers, if there's a problem, um, we can't relax and you can't be seen to smile um, or be seen to be having a good time if there are issues that need to be dealt with. And that simply is not the case. I'm giving you permission now to say that you can enjoy your life even when trouble is around you. And focusing on the strengths card of the humor and bringing smiles to other people and seeing the lighter side of things that you can see the lighter side of things, it's really, really important to do and allow yourself to do. So I hope anybody listening here that's struggling with that scenario of maybe there is something really terrible going on in your life right now and you feel that even the smallest thing, somebody giving you a smile or a gift, you are questioning yourself of maybe you are feeling guilty in order to allow yourself to smile and enjoy yourself while you are having some troubles. Um, from the ministry side of things, I know that our creator does not want you to be suffering and he offers mercy. And if you really study what mercy is, that's just total forgiveness. That's just letting go, saying that in your troubles, you can enjoy yourself. And sometimes if you do have belief and know that maybe you are forgiven, for something that may have happened in your life. Um, you might truly believe that you're forgiven, but for yourself, you hold on to that guilt. Um, so you can't move forward. And I'm here to say that the guilt part is our way of trying to pay 
for something that's happened. Whereas if we're talking about the ministry side and you're, we are talking about our creator, he has forgiven you for everything that's happened and you don't have to hold on to that guilt. That's, that's not for us to do. We can do all that we can do. And then once we can't do any more and we're sorry for whatever has happened, then we can move forward. So guilt can steal our joy, which can affect our humor in life. And it's really, really important, no matter if you have a belief or not, to know that if you are holding on to being guilty and somebody has forgiven you or you can't do any more and you are very remorseful for something that has happened, then that guilt in punishing yourself is not doing anybody any good. It's certainly not doing the person, the other person any good, you having that guilt. And it's not doing you any good. It won't change a thing. So I challenge you to see what is stopping you from having more joy and more humor and more happiness in your life because it's meant to be enjoyed. And I think if I would have focused back on my mistakes that I made in my voice critiques, um, <laughs> especially my little dance that came out. I honestly thought that they were bees and um, it was black and white striped um, with orange on it. That should have been the key, not a yellow stripe. And before the music started, I said, uh, you look like beautiful bees. And then the music started and it was underwater theme. And without saying anything, I just said, I love Nemo. And the music player next to me just had their quiet chuckles and giggles. And in the moment, I think you just freeze. You, you either go back and say, I'm really sorry, I thought you looked like bees, but I can see that you are Nemo now. Or you just completely avoid it and hope that somebody forgets that and moves on with the next lot of your critiques. So if I didn't look at the light side of that, my personality definitely would have upset me um, with that, getting that wrong. I would have thought about offending that person or there was the offense or um, the judge doesn't even know what kind of things are happening in costumes now and really, really get down on myself. So it's important to see the humor and the light side of things and not making just jokes out of anything, still taking everything really quite seriously. Um, but being able to smile and laugh and create happiness for others around you. I know especially that group would have had their little chuckles um, after they heard it and then hopefully the critiques would have really helped them. Some of the things I definitely could have focused on was initially obviously then the microphone being further away from my book. Um, making sure I'm taking enough notes and having enough room on my piece of paper um, and writing neatly without looking down at my paper as well. So learning from voice critiques that you have to take far more notes than you would with a scribe because they're doing all of the writing for you. And if you're in a massive section, I think you need to sometimes go back and say, can I see competitors number five and nine if they were the two I'm wrestling with just to see what my notes were. And with voice critiques, because you don't have any of that written evidence in front of you, 
um, it, that can be very, very tricky and daunting. So making sure that you're learning from your experiences as well. Um, I'm lucky I can read my doctor's handwriting that really just is scribble along a page and I can write a lot without looking. But my obviously my page is all on an angle and we're going downhill and running out of room. And I could have really focused on that and I think many years ago I possibly could have just focused on the negative aspects of now I don't have a scribe, I don't have written evidence in front of me, um, I haven't taken maybe enough notes or how am I going to remember after I've got well over 13 competitors in a section. Um, but having that experience of not now stressing so much and not taking everything to heart um, and trusting yourself in the moment is very, very important. So I encourage anybody that is um, wanting to step away from new challenging situations to really trust yourself. Because there was a moment where I said, absolutely, I'm gonna jump into judging again before COVID. It's been nearly five years. I'd really love to do this again. Um, and then when they said it's voice critiqued now, it was almost like an instant, I'm not doing this. <laughs> There's no way, I'm going to gasp. I'm a gasper if I can see somebody slipping on stage or something happened to them, it's that. <gasps> and before I know it, it's just, it's done. Um, so I, I did practice beforehand of how I can compose and not have that gasp. I think I only had one or two, then I talked about it, but I really would have shied away from it if I didn't have that push inside me to go, no, we, I have that trust, I know what I'm doing, um, this is just a new element in the journey. We are moving with the times and getting more with the technology now and things are changing, but I, I still do think there's something beautiful about having a handwritten critique and being able to um, really get out everything you want to say rather than being pushed and in that moment um, not having a lot of time to think. So they are my personal opinions on the voice critiques and my thought on there and a little bit of my experience that I wanted to share with you all today to say just push yourself whenever there's a scary situation. Trust yourself and try and reminisce back onto other situations that you know that you have um, handled well um, or maybe not handled well and learned from and then trust yourself to do the job and to do your very best and if you are always always doing your best and trying to do the next right thing you can't go wrong even if it's not 100% right in your eyes and perfect in your eyes and your feeling of <laughs> of your own personality and your own values that you just trust that you will always do the right thing and you are always coming from a place of love and honesty and if i had not gone through this competition i wouldn't have had some amazing takeaways and in my 10 years, I have never had the audience applaud for something that's been said. And this time that did happen and you really feel like you're making a difference. And that was very exciting. And I wanna share just that little 
spiel that I gave the audience, which was everybody is worthy of being on stage. Everybody dances on stage for a different reason. They might dance because it's joyful, they might dance because their friends are there or it's healing, or they wanna make a career out of it. But everybody that dances on stage shouldn't just be comparing themselves to another studio. And we say it all the time. And judges always start with, this is my opinion on the day and don't get offended. And as I started that spiel, I could feel the, oh, here we go again. But as I got into it and explained that a dancer that's wanting a career might be dancing every single day at the studio for three plus hours, and then somebody that's dancing for enjoyment or healing or another reason might only be coming once a week. And they might be in a 15 and under section and have started at the age of two. And then they may have just started over a year ago or that year. So we are very, very different in our journey. And that's why it is important for you to not look at yourself and judge yourself against others on stage but if you're in a group I mentioned to them all that if you get off stage and your teacher high fives you and says that's the most amazing routine that you've ever done that's your win and if it came together on the day for the judge with the panel she had or he had in front of her or him then that's the icing on the cake but the win and takeaway, really that focus needs to shift in parent, student, teacher, in the whole community attitude. And then that got a big applaud. I just shortened that a little bit in everything. But it really did put things into perspective for everybody, especially after COVID. If we can have a chance to perform on stage and you are ready to do that and wanting to do that, then that floor is yours and make it yours. And then we don't have nerves on stage. We have excitement because nerves take your energy away and excitement gives you energy. You have a gift and you know how excited you get when you have a present for someone that you want them to have. You've bought it, you've wrapped it up and then you're waiting for them to open it and wait for their reaction. And if you get on stage with that same feeling, then we're going to enjoy what you're doing. We're going to relax, we're going to have that same experience that you would if you're opening up a present. We're just going to be excited and elated for you. No matter if you are immaculately <laughs> technically trained or if we are moving on our journey of learning new steps and learning new choreography um, and learning how to be on stage, if we are presenting ourselves with the thought of having a gift for everybody in the audience and wanting to share it, then we're going to experience more joy in our life. We're gonna get off stage and if you don't get first, second, third, and you're not placing it all, you know how to have joy and experience that in everything that you do. And when you finish your journey at dance with your school, then you can take that into your career path and you can carry that on forever. So they were my big takeaways because the more I shared that with the audience and the teachers and I put it up on a, a write-up so they could read that in the dressing rooms before they got out on stage, then the more joy we're sharing with, that, with everybody 
and a more calm we're creating. And we are then creating this community that dancers so want. We have a good community of dancers. Dance isn't slowing down. More people are joining dance. So if we can create that beautiful, happy, harmonious community with everybody and remembering we are working with children in my situation for when I'm judging competitions, we're not as a massive competition overseas trying to get into a company. We are working with young children and their young minds that we are responsible for molding and guiding. So I hope that you get some takeaways from this, that you got some smiles and some chuckles. If you are lucky enough to be judged by me recently, that um, you can share with me in a message if I made up some words or if there was some funny moments in there that you would like to share with me, I would love to hear them um, back so I can continue to keep growing. As always, I hope you flourish on stage and off and keep finding and working for your passion in life. Long, long way, so.